0: If you operationalize curiosity, you can radically transform and improve the relationships in your life and collaborate and connect better, be it at work, home, or in your community.
1: Welcome back to the Inspired Execution podcast. Each episode shares the experience and learnings of a world-class leader on their journey to success. The guests on this podcast are bold, brilliant, and not afraid to change. As you navigate your own path, we hope you feel inspired by their stories, lessons learned, and the vision of the future. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with founder, author, and Fortune 500 business coach Jennifer Edwards. Her recently published book, Bridge the Gap, is named in Forbes as a must read business book in 2022. We talked about the top obstacles all leaders face, how to stay grounded when you're facing the most overwhelming emotions, and how you can build deep relationships in the digital age that we live in. You're going to love this conversation. Jennifer, thank you very much for joining us for the Inspired Execution podcast. Welcome.
0: I am thrilled to be here, Chet. Thanks so much.
1: All right. So let's start with something different. What's something very few people know about you?
0: Hmm. Well, I actually come from an enormous family. (laughs) I have over 300 people that live in the county I live in. And it's actually kind of (laughs) awkward, to be honest. I almost can't go anywhere without one of my family members almost being there. In fact, one time I went to five different appointments and saw someone in my family at each of the five different locations. Let's just say I can't do anything without everybody knowing. Our family came in the late 1800s to mine granite and preach the gospel. And with 11 brothers and sisters in the original family, we started a city called Rockland, California.
1: Well, I think, I, I think it's clear we need to visit Rockland. Yeah. It's, it's very clear, right? Because it's going to be a family affair no matter where we go.
0: <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So you're a speaker, an author, a professional coach and a communication expert. Tell us about your journey.
0: I never in the world believed I'd be here. So let's start early. I've always loved leading people and talking about uncomfortable issues. Like, I love it. And after college, I didn't get into the PhD program I wanted to, and it was like the most devastating thing. I actually, looking back, I I felt like a total failure. And so I went instead and said, well, crud, I didn't get into Middlebury, so I'm going to go and teach high school. I mean, I just am like, screw it. I'm going to make a big about face. And I went and teaching high school. And what high school teaching really is, is it's about educational entertainment. How do I talk to young people and capture their attention so that they want to go on a learning journey with me? I loved teaching high school. But eventually, I decided I wanted to try more, and I went and touch community college and then started a consulting business and today find myself really, in the end, a teacher, passionate about coaching, teaching, exploring ideas, wrestling with new thoughts.
1: I had a chance to uh, step into the education world in my in my last year at Google, and I've never thought about high school or middle school education as entertainment, right? Ben, you're absolutely right. Because if you look at all the new techniques uh, that are coming out for learning, they all do focus on short spurts, education, reinforcement with assessments and things like that. So I'm sure you, everything you learned there that you got, that you were really fond of, you're actually applying to your professional coach and your, you know, speaking kinds of engagements.
0: Chet, you just nailed it. I mean, Let's be honest, teenagers and adults really aren't that different. And here's why they want to be engaged with. I mean, the one thing I'm learning more than anything throughout my life is don't talk at someone, have an experience with them. And that's why people love podcasts, real podcasts, is because you're having a real dialogue, you're wrestling with issues, you're learning the behind the scenes stuff. And we all want that.
1: What is a common challenge you see leaders facing?
0: I think that the most common leadership challenge I'm watching right now is this question of how do I show up for this season of the game, the season I'm in, or for this, I like to use a sports metaphor, for this quarter of the football game. Like, how do I really show up? And Chad, I'd love to hear your perspective as well, because I've noticed that like a great strategy implemented at the wrong time is a disaster yeah and so like it's kind of like how do i show up what's really necessary for this quarter of the game and i don't know i'd love to hear what your perspective is i was going to say i I love that because i I think if you just think about
1: i was reading a piece this morning where somebody said this you know this is a trifecta that's happening right post-covid or covid supply issues with oil and gas and a war in europe And on top of that, inflationary issues and slowdown of economies like the two largest ones, China and the U.S., that is massive disruption in the the macroeconomic situation, right? And we've not felt all of it through, right? I mean, I think we're in the steepest part of our decline, and I think we're going to see it over the next two or three quarters. My response to this, you know, living it every day, I use the word authentically and making sure that you're vulnerable, you know, walking in front of folks and saying, hey, I don't know what the answers are. But I'll tell you what I do know. And guess what? We will figure this out every day of the week. And when we change our minds on something, I'll show up and tell you that we've changed it, right? So authenticity, I think, is really important at this point.
0: Chet, you just said something that's probably my most favorite saying, and it's this. When I lead, I'll tell people, here's what I know. Here's what I don't know. Here's what you can expect from me during this season. And if I authentically say that every time, then it's like they know that, I'm going to authentically be trustworthy, open, and no bullshit.
1: That's awesome. So in all the coaching you've done, I'm specific to the coaching, what is the one transformative story that stands out for you? And no names, right? But like, what is you started with somebody and just, you know, you're like, holy cow, this is a completely different person.
0: It actually happened during COVID. It was a chain of, I think they were at 17 restaurants, kind of mid-tier restaurants and COVID happened and slam. But these owners had a tenacity and a grit and a passion that like you could, you walked in the room and you could feel it. Yeah. They were, they were like entrepreneurs of entrepreneurs. Nothing was going to hold them down. And you know what they did is they, um, and we worked together for three months, they completely repackaged their business. And they became a small grocery store that delivered food. <laughs> instead of brought restaurants in. Wow. And today, now, they have completely transformed that they have an in-house restaurant and a gourmet deli grocery store that does delivery of all the things that they have in their restaurant. Anyway, they maintained and moved their margins up significantly, not only to you know make it, but to actually prosper during COVID. And it was their tenacity and their creativity. Wow. That's awesome.
1: That three months is, up, by the way, going from 17 restaurants to a deli- grocery delivery service in three months is like, it, during COVID is like phenomenal, right? I mean, it's out of the world. You land up facilitating a bunch of sessions. We, we talked before we started the podcast and you're, you're doing one of those now. What's your best communication or your best tip to facilitate conversations in a healthy and productive way?
0: We're in polarizing times and people are on pins and needles. We all are wearing this human suit that's feeling tension. And we never know what the person in front of us really has going on. I don't really know what's going on for you. You don't really know what's going on for me. Most of us wear brave faces. So if there's one thing that I believe we have to bring to any conversation, any facilitation, is care. It's time for some compassion, radical compassion, To understand that people aren't actively ever trying to be unhappy, frustrating. They just might be stuck. So if I bring anything to that, it's like, how can I care enough to find out what's really going on so that we can have a breakthrough in whatever we're looking at?
1: That's a great way to look at it. I'm going to definitely try to use it. One of the techniques I use is... I actually try really hard to not make it about the individuals. So it's never about you or me or them or this or that. It's always about the mission. And I think when and if you define the mission as something grandiose, right, and something that is bigger than all of us combined, that's when I feel like, you know, people get past the I had a bad hair day or, you know, I got a lousy email from somebody, right, because they just like they kind of like shed that. It takes a few minutes, but they kind of like loosen up. Like, you know, they do the jazz hands things. And then after that, everything else flows.
0: You know what I love what you just said is that a great leader, which you are, who paints a vision and creates a container where people can be part of something bigger than themselves. It's so attracting. And I think that is the role of great leaders is to create that momentum.
1: One of the things that a lot of people struggle with, and uh, this is something that we think a lot about at DataStax is... You know, we're a distributed company, and, you know, it's easy to detect somebody's energy when you are passing by them. Very hard to do it on Zoom. Like, we've talked about this before. How do you, any suggestions you have for our listeners on how do you create deep connections during this Zoom, Instagram, and and
0: Twitter world? So I guess there's two things. Digital age or not, I think the one thing that we have to do if we want to create connection is that old adage, seek first to understand, then to be understood. So get really curious, radical curiosity. Wonder what's going on for the other before you start me tooing and yepping and let me contribute into you. And then I don't know, I'd love to hear your thought on this, Chet, but the other thing that I am recommending more than anything is there is a level of digital and Zoom fatigue that is out of control. People are in such judgment of how they look on camera. I actually work for a number of plastic surgeons and the number one, no, this is true. The number one thing that they're doing is neck and facelifts. Oh my God, seriously. It's not a joke. (laughs) Because people are so disgusted, judgmental of how they look. So in all honesty, here's here's a pro tip on this. Let's go old school again. Ask the person to take a walk while you're talking write a thank you note. Like I have Zoom fatigue. There's nothing better than grabbing coffee with somebody if you can. And I get that you always can't, but try something different. Change it up.
1: By the way, so you already named one of my tips. My tip is one of the things is take a Zoom call on the phone without the camera on and go for a walk. Very productive. And the second thing is we're going back to nothing substitutes for people hanging out with each other. And it's not super productive because a lot of people have to. You know, if you think about it, right? You can do a two-day meeting over a four-day period and you're very effective. Here, if you do a two-day period, you lose four days, right? And so, but I think it's well, well worth it. And I think I think we need to go back to having those, you know, offsites and huddles and things like that because I think just getting to know people actually makes a lot of
0: difference. Hey, Chet, you said something. I want to give you the science behind it because it's really interesting. One of the reasons why people are having Zoom fatigue is we're looking at each other so much, we're having performance answers. But when you're walking, which is so different, you're both looking forward and you're not like trying to perform anymore. You're just being.
1: I I do a lot of walking meetings. So just for the record, and and, and the reason it works for me, even if I'm doing it live with somebody is because I spend no energy on the social aspect if somebody's sitting in front of me, zero, right? Because there's none. I'm looking forward, just like you said, And we're having this conversation. So I find it extremely exhilarating to focus on the topic at hand and understanding the individual and really listening to them. That's awesome. So you've talked about the biology behind anger and how it impacts the ability to communicate. How do you coach people to communicate when emotions and stakes are high? Any uh, tips and tricks that you think that people should use?
0: First of all, we have to all acknowledge that we all get angry. Anger. Happens. This human suit is not immune from it. So, the best when we are at our best, we catch that anger before it fully floods our body. And we actually have a conversation with it and say, hey there, whether it be through breath, through meditation, through any type of biology disruption habit you might take. But that's what we do when we're at our best. We interrupt it before it fully consumes our prefrontal cortex. But once it has, and you are absolutely triggered and hijacked, really, there are two ways to unstick yourself. And number one is to give yourself some space and to breathe and to absolutely get perspective as quickly as you can. And the second one is to acknowledge it publicly to the group you're with and ask for a timeout to regain your thinking. And in fact, here's another little tip I have. Look, I practice these skills all the time and still my husband and I can sometimes be at odds. <laughs> but we're all human, but we're all human, right? We have this thing like, and we say it to each other, hey, babe, my words aren't responsible right now. So I need to take a time out.
1: I think the technique I would add, I would agree with 100%. The third one, is, it's okay to slap yourself in public. Totally. It always, it always like, actually, I use the breed technique a lot, but it's okay to slap yourself and say, you know what, what are you doing? <laughs>
0: Totally. I wasn't going to be that bold, but dude, I, I flat, I slap my leg and be like, wake up.
1: up. What, what's
0: wrong with you? Right. <laughs> and you know, we can't take ourselves too seriously. I love thinking about my anger, like a wave, it'll come in and it'll recede. So let's just not let it be a tidal wave.
1: So you have written this awesome book, Bridge the Gap, came out in February. What was the inspiration for it?
0: I've watched not only in my own life, but in a marriage that didn't work, in a set of relationships and politics, like there was an uptick radically in the last three to five years of polarization, division, pain, confusion. And at my core, I live in a place that's like, I don't like that. I'm curious. I want to know what's behind what you believe and why you believe it. And I was able to have these conversations and kind of decodify what was happening in these conversations that allowed radical curiosity to transform what could have been a broken relationship. And so my aunt kicked me in the mm mm-hmm and finally said, it's time you write this book. My aunt started a great company called Fleet Feet years ago. And is an author and she's like, let's go. And so she put my feet to the fire, held me accountable and capable to do it. It's been really the biggest trial and gift of my
1: life. What's the key takeaway from the book?
0: If you operationalize curiosity, you can radically transform and improve the relationships in your life and collaborate and connect better, be it at work, home or in your community. Wow. Wow.
1: That's awesome. That is super powerful.
0: If we're honest, there are sometimes where I commit curiosity fraud as opposed to genuine curiosity, mainly with my kids or when I want to get my way. It's a work in progress. It's a journey. There's no destination in this thing.
1: So before we jump into the rapid fire round, I have to ask, what's the one piece of advice you would share with a younger version of yourself?
0: Mm. Slow down, breathe, play a little bit more. I don't know. What about you? That's, that's a great question.
1: I would say breathe because I think it makes all it, it makes you slow down. It makes you have it makes you enjoy the moment. It gets you present because we always want to do this. I want to change the world, and I can do it in one fifth the time that anybody else I have ever known has done it. And you probably will get there, but you know you probably will not. You know remember and enjoy the journey. So my version would be um, just breathe. I think it 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 works in almost every situation I know of. All right, Rapid Pie. This is the fun part. I'm going to ask you a few questions. I want you to say the first thing that comes to mind. If you could eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be?
0: Paco's hands down.
1: What is the kindest thing that someone has ever done for you?
0: Someone I don't even know who it was surprised me. They knew I was exhausted after going through a hard spot. I don't even know who it was, and they sent me to Lake Tahoe for two nights as a gift. They never came forward. That's awesome. It was amazing. I need to pay that one forward.
1: Yeah. You speak several languages, which is your
0: favorite? French, feels like magic coming off my tongue. I feel like a different person.
1: What are you currently watching on Netflix?
0: The OA. Wow. <laughs> have, you, have
1: you watched it? No, no, but I've heard of it. It's on my, it, it's on my list. How do you define success?
0: I'm a people person. So being surrounded with community of people who love me through thick and thin, who stretch me, scratch my brain, who play with me. That's awesome.
1: Well, Jennifer, this has been awesome. I have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for joining us and I'm hoping that we can get you back soon to have more detailed discussions of some of the topics we talked about today.
0: Chet, thanks for keeping it really real and all you do to contribute. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in to the Inspired Execution Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe. We have many more phenomenal guests and inspiring stories to come. So be sure to join us next time.